Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com, and Draft.com, your home for the very best daily fantasy basketball anywhere. Like I play on my phone. It is a new, uh, different type of daily fantasy. You're not uh, picking random guys who are only going to get it like maybe five minutes a game. You're in a head-to-head draft with multiple players every single night on draft.com. And if you use the promo code HTB, hashtag basketball, you will get a free entry to your first draft. So go check them out, draft.com, on your phone or online, wherever you have an internet browser. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and join me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? That's the worst humble brag I've ever heard. I play on my phone. Yeah, Mike, you have a smartphone. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I hate the to The worst humble time. brag ever. That is the worst one I've ever heard. No big deal, guys. I got a nice, I got a nice phone. No big deal. All my money goes to is this uh, incredibly expensive phone and incredibly ra- the racketeering telecom business that it costs me a lot of money just to have this phone so that's where most of my money is going some of that phone business like how can they sell those new iphones for like thousands of dollars i'm always confused by that like why does anyone want to buy that yeah it's like an 800 percent markup and on top of that you know suspiciously right when a new iphone comes out all the old iphones start getting worse and worse and worse and that's that's by design. That is obsolete by design, Tyler. Yeah, it's, it seems a little bit fishy to me too, Michael. I'm I'm suspicious of all this. It's very very fishy, but you know what's not fishy? #basketball.com where you can find Tyler's fantasy basketball week seven preview, which we are going to talk about tonight. But the full entire article is on #basketball.com uh, where Tyler writes this article every single week, help you prep for the up coming week and it's another it's finally we're back to like a normal week the last two weeks when you look at the advanced schedule on hashtag basketball.com the last two weeks have been really weird with the holidays and a lot of games packed full of 10 11 teams playing 11 games playing so that's like 20 most of the league playing so streaming has been really really hard over the last few weeks but week seven a little bit back to normal we have a uh, 10 gamer on Wednesday and Friday. But other than that, pretty wide open. It seems like a pretty good streaming week. Only the Celtics and the Spurs are playing two games. Everybody else is either three or four. So that's it's it's back to normal, Tyler. And that's that's good news for everybody. We get three good weeks in a row here coming up, uh, leading up into the Christmas slate. And then obviously Christmas Eve, they take off. So it gets a little bit wonky on that week but we got three pretty good weeks for streaming in a row coming up excited for that yeah this week's good there's some weird schedules out there like how does this one work mike okay the mavericks play four times but they play two back-to-back sets and the last three games all of them are in dallas like if you're trying to eliminate these back-to-back sets i don't understand that at all i don't take two days off you would think they would rather play like one off 
one on. But you, I, I actually think I, I find it really interesting just to, like how the schedule is made. Like I would watch, I would watch like like a five part like mini series on how these schedules are made because all these arenas have to be like they, they're doing other stuff. There's concerts, there's hockey games in some of these arenas. I'd actually really be interesting in, in like the group of people who have to like negotiate and like organize all of these arenas and get a basketball schedule out of it. What's crazy is, so I read an article probably, that was probably like two years ago. So you might be able to find this. You might not. I don't know if you Google hard enough, but it was about that. It was like about how they make the schedule. And part of it was like, like crazy requests teams make and how the NBA or the, you know, the schedule makers, the MLB, the NHL, whoever it happens to be has to decide which requests to honor and which ones not to. Because, like, some teams will make, like, 20, 30, 40 requests. And, obviously, there's some things they want to work around, like concerts and things like that. But, like, one of them, for example, is the Lakers won as many Sunday home games as possible. And so they, like, try to split the baby on deciding, like, which requests to honor and which ones not to. So that was, like, it was actually a really super interesting article. And, yeah, like... If you've ever done any kind of scheduling, whether it's for a job or whatever, you know it's like hectic. Now imagine not only do you have 30 teams you have to schedule for, but you have to schedule around so many other events. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. And it it doesn't surprise me that it always takes months for it to come out because I'm pretty sure it's not something you sit down and figure out in a day. And apparently they release it like multiple times too, where like they'll send out a version and then like they'll give the teams a chance to be like no this doesn't work this doesn't work this doesn't work and then they go back and revise it and apparently that happens like two or three times that's interesting i'm gonna have to look for that look for the article i can barely get like three managers to show up in like a three-week span to the same half hour meeting let alone organize an entire 30 team league so like i'm I'm actually really interested i'm gonna check that out i'm gonna go give that a google but let's get into week seven and for you weekly uh locked teams tyler has a really nice list of of players here um and at the top of this list is a is a guy who is usually at the top of this list is someone who's like almost 50 percent owned but this guy's only rostered in 17 percent of leagues rodney hood now why is rodney hood at the top of your streaming list for week seven oh rodney hood is playing pretty exceptionally well He's the 111th ranked player in total value on the season, so not many people saw that coming, right? This Blazers team needs his scoring and his three-pointers. right? We know Rodney Hood's good for that. I feel like he's been playing very well so far, and I feel like the schedule is pretty good for him. I mean, they play the Clippers, which that'll be a difficult matchup, but aren't the Clippers going to be trying to scheme to take away Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and Carmelo Anthony? Like they're not going to be trying to take away Rodney Hood. So I feel like he might still be fine in that game. Then they play the Kings, the Lakers and the Thunder. Lakers are another pretty good defensive team, but the Kings and the Thunder, not so much. Kings are going to want to play fast. So I like the the matchups. I just like what Hood's been doing. He's been shooting very well. So you're kind of riding a hot streak with that. Also, he's a guy who's given you almost a steal. Now there's not really much rebounds and assists, and you'd like a few more blocks, sure, but you're talking good percentages, points, threes. I'm I'm in. I'm in on Hood this week. I just feel like it's not a fantastic week for options for weekly leagues. I will say that, too. Like 
you know, you look at some of the other guys on this list, like Kelly Olenek, Mo, Wa- Mo Wagner, you know, Chris Dunn, like the teams that have those guys right around that 50% mark that are kind of staples, we're missing a little bit this week. You know, it was just not the right. There's 12 teams to play four games, but it just didn't seem to hit as far as like one of those big name guys like we talk about every week, like Marco Fultz or, you know, the numerous other options. Yeah, that's true. I think there's kind of... Some players that are a little bit above that 50% mark that you use, Tyler, to make your uh, your list every week, uh, including someone who had a very, very good night against the Lakers, DeLon Wright, having a very nice night, and he's playing four games. You know, chances are you're going to get maybe a mediocre DeLon Wright, but DeLon Wright was drafted in a lot of drafts for a reason. You know, he has a decent upside and he should be playing a little bit more minutes on Dallas but he's he's 27 he's good for a steal he had a 17 9 and 5 night with four steals against uh, the Lakers and after after four games that would add up as well but I want Tyler I want to get your take on uh, your boy Kristen Wood for uh Christian Wood for the Detroit Pistons who in 22 minutes had 28 points and 10 rebounds with a steal and a block against the Spurs. You know, he's barely rostered in any league. Should should people be rushing out to get this guy? No, probably not. I mean, we've seen Christian Wood go off when he gets the playing time. The problem is Drummond's healthy, Griffin's healthy, Christian Wood's not going to play that much. I mean, it was a blowout, right? And it was one of those games where it was wrapped up in the third quarter. So Christian Wood got some extra run, and he he went off. That's not surprising. Like we've seen him dominate in the G League, we've seen him dominate, you know, in the summer league, things like that. Like he's one of those guys who's really good, but he can never quite find the spot where he gets that consistent like twenty to twenty five minute role on an NBA team for whatever reason that that happens to be. But with Griffin and Drummond, like how much is he really gonna play? Now, if one of those guys goes down, maybe, but we saw Griffin out at the beginning of the season and Wood didn't play that much. So, yeah, I mean, Wood's one of those guys who's going to entice you all season, I think, but then he's never quite going to be as good as you want him to be. Yeah, like he's hovering around that 10, 12-minute mark for a reason. We have seen him just throw out these, like, monster games in 20-some minutes, though. And I think that's, you know, if you're in a very deep league, he would be a good guy to just, like, Hey, he he's still playing ten minutes, getting you you know the some points and rebounds. If basically everybody in the NBA, almost everybody in the NBA, is rostered, why not have Kristen Wood, someone occasionally who goes off for twenty eight and ten? But uh, rest of the year, unless there's this uh, injury, and even if there is an injury, you know how does Kristen Wood stay on the floor here? And it, it becomes questionable. But I do, I'm going to keep an eye on this guy because those stat lines and those types of minutes is a really it's a good sign in case an opportunity arises. Maybe Detroit blows it up, trades people away, a bunch of people get injured, blah, blah, blah. And this guy's got, and Wood's got to play. So I'm keeping an eye on that, but I, I, I'd agree. I, I understand why he's not in your week seven uh, weekly lock leagues list. Did you, did you catch this quote from Dwayne Casey, coach of the Pistons, after the game? So here it is. I will read it in its entirety was transcribed obviously on ESPN so if I mess it up blame them Christian is a talent and there are nights he does things like this and there are other nights when he doesn't I've always said he's a talented young man 
but he has to get more thinking into his game. And then he went on to say a couple other things. Then he said, if he could have consistently done that before now, he wouldn't be on his fifth team. Not exactly a ringing endorsement for a guy that just had a really great game. Kind of a that's kind of brutal. That is a brutal quote. When no matter how you read that, that is a brutal quote. Oh, that that kind of sums it up for me. Like he is talented. He's one hundred percent right about that. But he may never really get those consistent minutes. And I think that quote kind of just sums that up. Like it's just the the thing I'm more interested in. The question I'm more interested to ask you about that game is: Was today the day you write off the Spurs? Well, because they lost what, like ten in a row. Then they beat the Knicks, which they're the Knicks. Okay, they won that game. Then they lost two in a row against the Timberwolves and Lakers. They beat the Clippers in their last game, and some people were like, "Okay, here we go. Spurs are coming back." They were six and fourteen, or they were seven and thirteen, and then they got walloped by the Pistons, lost by thirty-four on Sunday, seven and fourteen. Are you writing off the Spurs? LaMarcus Aldridge did not play in this game, so I'm just going to throw that out there. But I did, for the like first time in maybe a very, very long time, I said, screw it, and I took the under with the uh, with the Spurs this year. But I'm not going to write them off until I see it. Like the, It's just it's pop. It's the Spurs. They're obviously very, very down. There's a lot of games to play, and there is a lot of season to go. I'm not, I can't do it. I can't write them out until seeing is believing. How about that? Um, I'm with you, and we talked about this, I think, the last time that those last two spots in the West are kind of up for grabs, but, man, that Spurs team looks rough. They certainly do. Uh, let's talk about a few other players here for Week 7 that you might want to stream. You have a, a nice group of point guards in here. you got Isaiah Thomas, Chris Dunn, Corey Joseph, Aaron Holiday, and Rajon Rondo, who is a uh, Averaging in limited minutes, five and a half assists and a steal. So that's that's pretty nice. Let, let's go through this. Let's start with Isaiah Thomas. Better than I thought it would be with the Wizards. And keeps kind of getting a little bit better now that the Wizards have been blown out a couple times, and that obviously hurts his stats. But he keeps getting better and better, and I think he's shaking off the rust from – I mean, but he basically missed two full years, right? So you got to take that into account. But he's scoring. He's assisting. We've seen Isaiah Thomas be really, really good, and he's not that Isaiah Thomas anymore. But would it surprise you if he snuck his way into the top 100 at the end of the season if he could actually stay healthy? It, it wouldn't me. Like He keeps playing a little bit more. He's hitting 40% of his threes, which he's never done, but wouldn't really shock me if he did. You know, He's getting five assists, 12 points. There's some, yeah. there's some hope for Isaiah Thomas here. Some things to like in that stat line, a little bit of scoring, a little, and the assists, right? The, the assists are nice to get off of the waiver wire. So that's like a sneaky little stream that you could pick up five assists a game. Hey, that, that sounds really, really nice. And, and it also makes sense why, you know, someone like him is a little bit more appetizing than Ryu Hachimura or Ishmith on this team, who, Ryu Hachimura is a, he can score, he can score the hell out of the ball. But that's about all he does. And uh, Ish Smith isn't just, it just isn't doing as much as Isaiah Thomas is out there. Though, you know, um, if, you, if you had to choose between Ish Smith or Isaiah Thomas, right now it's probably a toss up. But in, in the long term, Isaiah's probably going to, rest of the year, be better than Ish Smith. 
What's he there? Corey Joseph. Since Aaron Fox went down, he may be one of the most underrated guys in fantasy. And the whole thing is he's not scoring any is a thing, right? Like you want you want someone to score like 10 points. But in the eight games since Fox went out, Joseph's averaging 5.8 assists, one steal, and 0.8 blocks a game. So you gotta you gotta know what you're buying. Like he's only owning four percent of league. So even if you're in like a 14, 16 team league, you might be able to snatch him up and start him this week at four games. Schedule's fairly favorable. They play your Bulls on Monday. So there's going to be things to be had there. They play Portland on Wednesday. Portland, not a good defensive team. They play the Spurs, who have been a pretty bad defensive team on Friday. And then they play Dallas on Sunday, who's middle of the pack defensively. So the best defensive team they play is middle of the pack. I think that's pretty – that's good looking out on Corey Joseph. I think if you're in a 16-team league, like 4% is way too low. If you're in a 16-team league, Corey Joseph, Chris Dunn, those guys should be rostered because the amount of you know assists or and steals that those guys are getting in limited minutes makes you pretty relevant. I'm I'm really surprised the those percentages are so low. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I don't understand why Corey Joseph is only in four percent. Unless there's as less than four percent of Yahoo's league sixteen team leagues, maybe that's potential. I guess it's but it's certainly possible. Let's move on to our back to backs for this week. Week. Seven. There are no back-to-backs on Monday, Tuesday, so you really got to look for that pseudo Tuesday, Thursday back-to-back. Tyler, what guys do you have, I guess, that you're pinpointing for your Tuesday, Thursday semi-back-to-backs for our streaming crowd out there? We got the Nuggets and the Raptors playing. Neither one of those have uh, fantastic options, but we got the Wizards, we got the Rockets, we got the Pelicans. We're looking at Isaiah Thomas and Mo Wagner. Looking at Daniel House, you're looking at Josh Hart. Obviously, all those guys give you a little bit different stats, but you know we got a pretty good slate with you know four or five guys there that could all be a difference maker. Particularly, I am a fan of Josh Hart because they play the Mavericks on Tuesday and the Pelican or not the Pelicans, the Suns on Thursday. He plays for the Pelicans. I feel like both those could be pretty high paced games. The Pelicans are at home in both of them, so you like that. I feel like he could give you some good points, some good threes, uh, maybe sneak in a steal or two, and and really be a good streamer on Tuesday, Thursday, back-to-back. Yeah, I think Josh Hart has been a pretty decent guy to pick up off the waiver wire, get an extra point and a three here and there. I think Daniel House being rostered in only 46% of leagues seems a, a bit low, in my opinion. I just think Daniel House is, is usually... So far, like I know there's been a little bit of a few ups and downs with his playing time, but it seems like he's just a pretty solid ad here on Houston. He's playing well with the rest of this team, averaging 31 minutes, like one and a half steals. So what what, what, what am I missing here? He's a, in fact, he's, I think he's in the top 100. Yeah. What, what he, what you're missing is he's been missing. Right, he missed three games. He played two. He missed one. He played two more games. He missed one. The playing time has been relatively consistent in the games that he's played. Like it, as long as he doesn't leave early, it's been over thirty minutes for the most part all season. Yeah. And I guess I missed that against Atlanta. He didn't play, but I thought he was back this week. Well, see, so. he, he was just sick against Atlanta, so he should be back in their next game. Like I don't know what he had, you know, but. Unless he had like the flu or something that's going to keep him out for like a week. 
He should be back. He's been fantastic, I would say, this year. He's been one of those players that surprised me. Like, I was not expecting a ton from him, and he's consistently hit his three-pointers, getting steals, getting blocks, scoring a good amount. I mean, he had 23 points against the Heat. That's a lot of points. He's very good. Like, I, I'm really surprised at his level of play, and I'm very, even more surprised that, like, you know, maybe people are just waiting for him to come back and they know that no one's going to pick him up off the waivers. Under 50% of leagues is pretty surprising. Well, yeah, and I think, too, you know, it's just he keeps fluctuating on and off that waiver wire because he's playing and then he's not, and then he's playing and then he's not. Like, I think once he gets back and has actually played, you know, three, four, five games in a row, he'll be right back up there in that 60, 70, 80% range. At least he should be. Yeah, let's look at the rest of the week here. Uh, there is a Thursday, Saturday, back-to-back. It looks like, what, the Suns, Sixers. You could end up with even some Knicks on your team, though I think that's a really always very, very dangerous game to play with Fizdale. Oh, come on. You know you want to get fizzed. I want to get fizzed on. But, I, I mean, I just think Frank Nilakina, man, like I just wish he would just play all the time. He got hurt on Sunday, so he might be out now. I don't, I don't know. We didn't really hear a ton about that injury, but he left that game early and didn't return. I got a guy I want to ask you about. Okay, let's, um, let's hear it. This guy we've talked about a little bit, but the minutes have been pretty down, but now he's kind of back playing that 20-minute role again in the last three games, and that's Matisse Thibel. Oh, yeah. Dr. Richardson missed their game on – missed their last game. Looks like he's going to miss their game on Monday. Thoughts on Thibel going forward this week? Uh, the weird part is, right, and we've talked about this before, he doesn't do – anything except for two things but the two things he does are pretty damn good i mean his steals and blocks are usually pretty good in limited minutes steal and a half almost a block i kind of wish they were higher i I think the steals are are incredible for playing you know what 15 minutes uh steal and a half in 15 minutes is absolutely um, unthinkable i i think I would just, I really wish uh, those blocks were up to a little bit more consistent rate as well. Nothing but a stream to me, but I think it's a, with Richardson out, like your worries that he might only play like five minutes. I think you don't have to worry about that with Richardson out. Now here's what to like, even if Richardson's back. Here's what I like about this Thursday, Saturday slate for Thibel. It's Washington and Cleveland. Ooh, our favorite teams. Yeah, so those could easily be blowout games, could easily be an opportunity to play him, you know, 20, 22, 23, 25 minutes just because the Sixers are dominating them. It's not a true back-to-back, so you got to feel like they're probably, you know what I mean? Like, And then they do play again on Sunday. So they play Thursday, Saturday, Sunday against Toronto. I could see them against Cleveland sitting one or two of their big name guys, and maybe that opens up a little bit more playing time for Thibault too. Yeah, it could be it could be a good end of the week for him. You know, he could legitimately get you, you know, five steals in those three games and two blocks, three blocks. So I'd be super interested in him if you need those defensive stats. Now you gotta realize like he's had multiple games where he hasn't scored a point. He's scored double digit points one time all season. Like, you're not getting points. He doesn't rebound. He doesn't assist. He's literally just going to get you steals and blocks and maybe a three-pointer. It's a little bit, I mean, be buyer beware, right? And also, like, steals and blocks are finicky. There has been games where he's not gotten a steal or a block. So just throwing that out there. But, you know, if if you're desperate for those steals at the end of the 
end of the week or near the end of the week. I think that's a pretty good one. Let's speaking of the end of the week, let's look towards week eight where you have some Sunday Mondays. Let's say you're killing it this week you can go back to back Sunday, Monday. And I think a very good team to stream players out of is the Chicago Bulls because you got Kobe White, you got Thad Young, you got Chris Dunn, you got Sadoraski, who's probably owned in more than 50% of leagues. But that group of players always seems to end up playing fairly well because the rest of the team is trash. And you got a weird thing where they're in Miami and then they're at home, Toronto. So I don't know that I love, love, love the, the matchups, but the Bulls are a pretty poor defensive team. Is that fair to say? Uh, it's very fair. So there's a lot of opportunity there for those guys. You know, Kobe White, if you need points and threes, I feel like he's kind of uh, a home run right now. Like he's a super inconsistent because the shooting really hasn't been there, but I think he could be good. You know, the Kings play a pretty favorable. They play Dallas and Houston. They're both on the road, which you don't love, but Houston, I feel like they're going to play a pretty fast pace. You know, Dallas is a middle of the pack defensive team, so they're an option. Probably one of my favorite slates. Maybe the Timberwolves, they play the Suns um, and the Lakers, so you kind of like that. Uh, the Raptors also play Philly and Chicago. That's not not terrible. The Thunder are the team I would avoid, though, and they don't have a, great, they don't have a ton of great options, but they play at Portland at Utah. I feel like that's a brutal back-to-back. It's rough. I think Noel is one of those, like, you know, as we've always said, just, just like minutes per block and steals, insane. Probably more insane than Tybalt, really. So you know, I, I might favor Noel in, in a one-game start here, even with the bad matchups. But yeah, Oklahoma City Thunder, not a lot of good streaming potential there. And I'll, I'll tell you, Kobe White gets real hot in those fourth quarters. If you could play like quarterly fantasy basketball, if you could just like pick guys for specific quarters, like Kobe White would be a top 20 fourth quarter player. He just, just lights out in the fourth quarter, doesn't make anything else during the game, which is very... I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand anything about that team, that Bulls team. They are trash, and Jim Boylan should be fired, and he is an idiot. I, uh, I'm i very, very depressed, and I'm going to go to the game on uh, Wednesday. I want to see John Morant in Memphis this week. John Morant's out. What? John Morant's out. Be... I should know that. Disappointed, man. He hurt his back, and he is week-to-week no. week with back spasms. I don't understand how you're week-to-week week with back spasms. Like, I just don't get it. But what, what did I miss? I must have, you know, I, I, allegedly, I'm a fantasy basketball podcaster. Okay, it did just happen. On Saturday. So did you read their statement, their press release statement that they sent out? I did not. Okay, it says he's week to week with back spasms, experiencing aggravated back spasms. So not just uh, regular ones, uh, aggravated uh, ones. But this was the this was the funniest part. It said... He needs a sh- period of short-term offloading. Okay, that's interesting. Don't even know what in the hell that means, but I'm assuming he's probably out this week at least because I'm running Memphis. Why? Why not? Why rush him back? Why do anything? You're gonna lose games anyway. That's really depressing. My luck is trash. I tried to see Anthony Davis. Three straight years in Chicago, and he was in, I think he was injured every single year when he came to Chicago. And I hope John Moran is not the next guy I want to see who is injured every single time he comes to Chicago. My luck is trash, Tyler. My luck is absolute trash this year. If it makes you feel better, the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves tonight on Sunday night, and they didn't have John Morant, so maybe they're not that bad. Tyus Jones starting. I don't, I don't care if the 
Grizzlies win. I just want to see John Morant play. I hope oh, the Jaren Bulls Jackson, win. Come on, you got some some. Oh, so J- yeah. Jaron Jackson. So this was the craziest part about that game, and this I still don't understand this. They started Brandon Clark and played him ten minutes. Jaron Jackson Jr. fouled out in nineteen minutes, and they still won. Weird. That's weird. That's one of the. I would say that's one of the weirder things that's happened. Uh, it looks like the Timberwolves, despite scoring 107 points, couldn't buy a bucket. They shot 38%, which is not great, and 30% from three-point range. But, yeah, I mean, it was just it, – it was a weird game, and it was one of those weird ones. And the Timberwolves are the team – we talked about this the last time, I think – 3-7 and seven at home. They're 10-9 and nine on the season, 3-7 and seven at home, meaning they're 7-2 and two on the road. I don't, I don't follow how that's possible. It is a very weird – that is very strange. That's a very strange team. I think that's it for week seven. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Ever- listeners, if you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you're listening to this too. Or go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Help support the show. And if you really like daily fantasy draft.com, you can play on your phone. Tyler, I play on my phone. No big deal. And you can use the promo code HTB, hashtag basketball, to get a free entry to your first game. And that wraps it up. We will see you very soon for the waiver wire for week seven. Have a great one, everybody.